It's that time. Welcome to the Time to Man Up podcast. And here's your host, Sean Hess. And I want to welcome you to the Time to Man Up podcast. Guys, in our lives, there are moments that we never forget. Some of those events are major events that are life-changing, while other events are small, insignificant, and they come and go. And in time, we even forget them. But there are those significant events in our lives that we never forget. Guys, it may be as simple as your first breakup. That first time you got dumped or maybe dumped someone, uh, that can be a significant event. I always tell people that there are usually dates, times, even songs. Someday we'll do an episode on the power of music and, and how those things all relate to those moments that we don't forget. When I played basketball, my dad, before the big game, would play We Are Family. And that was an identifier with the big game, as I would always think about that song. And uh, so when we got together prepping for the big game against our local rival, I would think, even after my dad had coached me, I would think We Are Family. But there are those significant events, and that can be like breaking up with that first girlfriend. It can be, uh, guys, as life-changing as the death of a parent. And I know that some of you lost parents early, and that was significant, while others of you have been blessed to still have your parents with you. And that's wonderful, but not everybody has had that opportunity. So those are events in our lives. Uh, Some for you, your event was standing at the front of the church and watching your bride walk down the aisle. And probably in your mind, you're thinking, this is awesome. I'm going to be married. Well, at the same time, you're like, oh my goodness, this is responsibility, right? And you have to take on those responsibilities where once you lived with mom and dad, Now you are building your own home with this woman that has agreed to be your wife. Then with that can come the significance of having your first child, having your second child. I mean, no matter how many children you have had, the birth of a child is amazing. Guys, also, as we've talked about in a previous episode, the loss of a child can be a moment that you never forget. Our life is filled with moments that we will never forget. One of those moments that most of us that were around, it's hard to believe that it's been 22 years. That means that there are people that are 22 years old and even a little older that do not remember the events of September 11th 2001. Guys, September 11, 2001 is one of those moments that people do not forget where they were, what they were doing. There are significance in the events of that day, even as we remember what took place. 
In this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast, guys, I want to accomplish a couple things. The first thing I want to do is I want to take time to remember. It is always good to look back and remember. And when I talk about remembering, I want you to look back and remember where you were, what you were doing. Because what that does is that helps us remember the events of that day. And also what I want to do is I want to take the time to celebrate the sacrifices that were made, not just on 9-11, not just in New York City, but I want to celebrate the sacrifices that were made on 9-11 and the following days because that is so significant to what took place on 9-11. So let's begin by remembering 9-11. You can see I've got my little... uh, tabletop here, hero. And uh, though it's uh, representing the fire department, and 9-11 reminds me of a lot of heroes, guys. There were a lot of heroes, and we're going to talk about those along the way. But where I want to begin is talking about what I remember about 9-11. What's interesting about it is I had headed out to go golfing on 9-11, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Jim Martin, had reached out to me, and he had said, hey, you want to go golfing? Uh, neither of us were that great golfers, and we were going with a couple of friends, and so I said, let's go, let's go, let's go golfing. And so every time I think of 9-11, I think of Jim. Uh, Jim has passed away since then, but his family will always mean so much to me. I mean, I was able to be the youth pastor for both of his kids. Uh, His son came up and did an internship with me in Michigan when I was the senior pastor up there. And we have watched from a distance through social media, we have watched their families grow and mature. And it has been so neat to watch that. And so Jim and his family... Uh, means a lot to me, especially when I think of the connection going back to 9-11. So when I think about that, Jim and I had gone out golfing, and it was no special day to remember. There was nothing special happening on the golf course. Matter of fact, I do remember this, and it's weird the things that you can remember. I remember being in the woods on the first hole. So clearly my day did not start off very well, but we were playing golf. Never did we ever imagine how our life was about to change, how our world was about to change. And so we're out on the course and uh, while we're out on the course, someone that worked there, the ranger that kind of makes sure everybody's keeping up their pace Uh, was driving by and stopped and let us know what had happened uh, with the uh, the bombing of the of the tower and uh, wow I mean all of a sudden golf seems so insignificant I'm sure you've had those events in your life that when it happens what you are doing seems so insignificant irrelevant and you just wonder why you're doing it And so when they came by and told us that one of the Twin Towers was hit by a plane and really wasn't clear what was going on, 
we finished the sixth hole, and I remember this, and it's crazy 22 years later. I remember it, but I remember it was a par three that ended up right by the clubhouse. And usually the holes that end by the clubhouse are hole nine and hole 18. But on this one, hole six came up to the clubhouse. And so when we finished the hole, uh, our group went up and uh, to the clubhouse to check it out. And what we saw was overwhelming. I mean, in my lifetime, I had never seen anything like this. Both of the towers had been struck by terrorists using planes. Planes full of people, full of fuel as weapons. Man, our hearts were heavy as we stood there. I mean, I was speechless. I I couldn't say anything. I was overwhelmed by the moment. And the reality was is we went out and played golf and we when and we went back out the hole number 7 but our minds were not in the game so we played hole 7 hole 8 hole 9 i'm going to tell you this i can remember the first hole i can't remember anything after that when the ranger came out and talked to us and hole 7 8 and 9 are a blur that i don't even remember because my whole mind was on what has just happened What has just happened in our country Uh, with the freedoms that we have, this attack hit home. So after the ninth hole, we headed back to the clubhouse to find that the South Tower had collapsed to the ground. Guys, it is amazing when you would watch the replay of that and how quickly, I think they said it took like 10 seconds for it to come down. But when you see that, guys, I... I mean, my eyes just began to leak. I mean, I began to cry, and it wasn't this, like, bitter weeping, but it was just this sadness of what has happened, what have we just seen? And I look over at Jim, and he's just got tears rolling down his face, too. And uh, that's when... Jim turned to me and he said, Sean, he says, I can't keep playing golf. He goes, I need to get home. And I remember this. He said, I need to go home and I need to hug my wife and kids. I need to go home and I need to hug my wife and kids. And I was like, yeah, now remember neither of us were very good golfers and, uh, The day wasn't going that great because our mind wasn't on it. But when he said that, that was perspective. And I was right there with him. So we left our group. They kept golfing. And uh, I can't even remember if we got our money back or not because I don't think we really cared. And we headed home. And uh, there was a guy doing some work on our home. And when I got there and we just watched on TV, as many people did, uh, these tragic events of 9-11 those events that changed everything. And so I will always remember Jim, even though he has passed, I will always remember him because it was so significant to that day of 9-11. And what's interesting is that was the first and only time we ever played golf together. And it happened to be on that day. For my kids, what that meant, they were small. I mean, they, they, they were young. They really didn't know the significance of anything going on. 
All they knew is that mom and dad used to take them to the airport and we would buy McDonald's kids meals and we would take them uh, to this parking lot that was, I mean, it was like runway fence parking lot and we could park right there and it was right near the FedEx at the Indianapolis airport. And we would watch the planes take off. We would watch them land while the kids sat on a blanket and ate their happy meal. Once 9-11 happened, that was shut down. And our kids, I'm guessing, couldn't even remember or understand why we weren't able to go there anymore because of their young age and not understanding the complexity of what had happened. So I remember where I was on 9-11 like it was yesterday. As some of you remember that same thing. There will be some of you that listen to this and you're young enough that you weren't even alive when it happened. Guys, here's what's really cool. What's really awesome is that Jim's son would go on to serve in the military and his daughter married a military man. Guys, it did not surprise me at all. Jim loved our country and he loved those that served. And so to see his kids, one serving, one married to one serving uh, for him would have been a proud moment for him to have that. It's hard to believe guys, the amount of people though, that were too young to remember it. Here's a question for you. Where were you on 9-11? In 2001, on September 11th, where were you? Time comes and goes, and the memories become more distant, but you never forget those events in your lives. What was amazing for me about 9-11 is that I had just taken a group of teens on a mission trip to New York City the previous summer, which it made it so much more real because I have pictures with the Twin Towers in it. We walked around that area as we looked for opportunity to share the love of Jesus with people. And uh, for most of our kids, they were from Indianapolis. They thought they were from big cities. Uh, and when they went to New York City, they realized Indianapolis is not that big compared to New York City. One of the things I will remember about New York City is we were able to be there on July 4th for the fireworks. Uh, one of the most amazing firework displays, I would say probably the most uh, amazing firework display I've ever seen in my life. As we were sitting out on the highway because they closed it down and watching these fireworks and it was amazing. And that's a memory that I take with me. I take a memory of walking right there next to the Twin Towers and looking up. And then just a little over a year later, they're gone. And the tragedy that surrounded their disappearance uh, is overwhelming. And so for those teens, I'm sure it's significant for them to remember their time in New York City. And I'm sure they have pictures of that time and they see the Twin Towers. And now you look at the landscape of New York City and it's changed. But so did so many lives of so many families. 
And I'm not just talking families from New York City. I'm talking about families from all over the United States that lives were changed as a result of what took place. These terrorist attacks on 9-11. There is no way that I could adequately cover the events of 9-11 in one episode. So guys, I'm not even going to try. But now I want to take some time to celebrate the sacrifices made by many on that day. Those individuals who chose to run toward the towers while many ran away. I mean, when you look at the video of what is going on and you see just massive amounts of people running away from the towers, but then you will see these groups of people that are running toward. Guys, when we think of heroes, there are story after story after story of individuals who ran into the towers to save people, people that were already in the towers, and they put other people's well-being and safety over their own. Those individuals who are willing to give everything, even their very life, so that others might live. But the sacrifices didn't stop just on 9-11-2001. The sacrifices continued. I want to celebrate the sacrifices that were made following the events of 9-11. People who gave their lives fighting for our safety and our freedom as a people, as a country. People who sacrificed their own well-being on the battlefield. People who returned with physical and emotional wounds. You see, we can see the physical wounds, but you don't always see the emotional, the mental wounds that take place. It is difficult, if not impossible, to understand fully the sacrifices made for our country on and following September 11th. 2001. Guys, as we celebrate those who were willing to run to rather than run from, and guys, that's not saying that the people that were running from, that was a bad thing. What I'm just saying is it is amazing that God has wired certain people to run to something. We are thankful for them. And we know that some of them sacrificed their lives and so, therefore, their families lost. So, I want to thank those who did what they could to help others on 9-11. I want to thank those who faithfully served as police and fire department. And not just in New York, but in all the areas where things took place, where they stepped up in their service. Guys, I want to thank our military. I want to thank the people. I know 9-11 is the reason why some people join the military. And I'm so grateful for the men and women who have stepped into the service of our country. And we are so grateful. So many times we hear so much of the bad stuff and people complaining. Guys, we should be so thankful, filled with gratitude for the men and the women that serve our country in the military. They provide us the opportunities, the freedoms that we have, and we are thankful to them. 
I want to thank the families of those who lost loved ones in the events of 9-11, who even were willing to share the stories of their loved ones. I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for the families who have lost loved ones serving in the military and protecting our freedoms. I'm thankful for those who left it on the battlefield only to return home injured physically, emotionally, mentally. Thank you. Know that we remember you. and We are grateful for the sacrifices you or your loved ones have made for us as a country. Guys, I did not even talk about the attack on the Pentagon, individuals who bravely kept a plane from hitting its target. Just amazing to know the stories of men and women who bravely took a stand. I mean, what that day could have been, and it was bad enough, if people wouldn't have stood up and done what they did. There are too many stories to tell in this episode, but my purpose is to challenge you always to remember those events that shaped your life. Today, we remember where we were when the plane hit the towers and the tragedy that struck after that. We remember those who gave their lives as a result of the attack on 9-11 and the events following. We celebrate the lives of brave people who ran to the battle when they could have run from the battle. September 11th, 2001 is a day that I personally will never forget. But let me share some other important events that changed my life. I mean, guys, there is change that takes place in in our lives. My hair is getting more gray. And so that's a change that happens slowly and over time. And it's a change that it's going to happen. You can't fight it. I guess you can color it, but it's going to happen. But it's a slow, progressive change. But then there are those events in our lives that are drastic, immediate changes. Through tragedy, through situations that shape, that change our lives in an instant. These events that I want to share with you, perhaps they changed your life too. Perhaps you're aware of these events, but they aren't very memorable because they really didn't change your life. So let me share these days with you. So just give me this time on on September 11th to share these days that they changed my life. And the first day is the day Jesus was born in a manger. We call it Christmas, and it has become a lot of things like Santa Claus and opening gifts and things like that. But the reality is what makes Christmas so important is the birth of Jesus. The birth of Jesus to a virgin, which doesn't make any sense to us, but when we think about Jesus being without sin, it makes completely total sense to us that God said um, sin entered the world through Adam, man. Hey, I'm going to keep man out of this equation and I'm going to do it 
because Jesus needed to be without sin. Why? So that he could be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. God loved the world so much that he sent his only son to save the world, to save the world from its sin. I mean, Jesus was born in a manger because there was no room for him. Hey, here's the truth, guys. Unfortunately, there are many who are still unwilling to make room for Jesus in their lives. They don't want to give anything up. They like their sin. They like the way that they live their lives. And the last thing they want to do is give it up. And so the first day that made an amazing impact on my life is Jesus' birth. And again, it comes up every year. We celebrate Christmas every year. But may we not forget that it's not about the gifts that we can give other people, but it's actually about the gift, Jesus Christ, that God gave to us. Now, you'll clearly be able to tell where we're going here. The second day to remember is the day that Jesus died on the cross. And I'm just going to tell you this. Everybody has their thoughts on this. I believe that Good Friday is the most important day for this reason. Jesus paid the penalty for our sins. Jesus became the perfect sacrifice. Jesus did for me what I could not do for myself. God said, hey, Sean, if you want to enter heaven, you've got to bat a thousand. You've got to get a hit every time you get up. Isn't it amazing that a guy can bat 300 and make the, the Hall of Fame? I'm probably even bat lower than 300. But God demands perfection, and I could not do that on my own. There was nothing I could do to recover from my sin and failures in my life. But what he did is he sent Jesus, and Jesus paid the penalty for my sins. Jesus showed his love for us and that while we were still sinners, he died for us on the cross. He gave his life for us. He paid the penalty. Guys, that event changed the world. Before that, we had no hope. Listen, the birth of Jesus was great, but that did nothing to save us. What it did is it was Jesus coming, stepping down from heaven, in his perfection, in his sinlessness, to become the perfect sacrifice. But it was Good Friday where he gave his life on the cross for us that he paid the penalty for our sins. And that brings us to the third day that we need to remember because it changed life. And that is, as you can guess, Easter. Three days later, just as he promised, Jesus is raised from the dead. The grave was unable to hold him. On the third day, he rises up. And guys, we continue to celebrate this. What you need to understand is the resurrection of Jesus Christ was marked by the Lord's Day. And we wonder why, when you'll hear often that the Sabbath is Saturday, Sunday became known as the Lord's Day because it represented the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so the church would gather together every Sunday to, rep, to, to celebrate the Lord's Day, to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
unfortunately, we have made Sunday a lot of other things that seem to always be taking away from what Sunday was meant to be. The body of believers getting together to celebrate the death, the payment for our sins, and the resurrection, the, the, the victory over death, over the grave, right? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? It's got nothing on us anymore because of Jesus. So guys, we have the birth of Jesus, the death of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus. Those are days that changed our lives. But the fourth day is a day that I will always remember. And I probably wouldn't have remembered it had my mom not written it down for me. And that is November 13th, 1975. Four days before my eighth birthday. I gave my life to God. I accepted the gift of Jesus Christ. I realized that I was sinner, a sinner and I had no hope. And that was the day when I realized my need for Jesus Christ. That was the day that I gave my life to him and I received that gift. Guys, that was a game changer. And I just want to say this. When you give your life to Christ, there are going to be times where you feel like a failure because you're not going to be perfect. You're going to fail. You're going to mess up. And trust me, accepting Jesus Christ four days before my eighth birthday, I messed up a lot along the way. And I still mess up. But God's grace does not change. The Bible says that God's grace is sufficient. I always think like sufficient feels like it's just enough. But guys, when it says God's grace is sufficient, it's way above what we need. And God gives us to that through his son, Jesus Christ. And so that is a day that I will never forget because it changed everything for me. You see, the reality is, is now I can die and I'm not afraid of it because I know where I'm going. I know what Jesus did for me and I know the results of that. It is a day that is even more important than the day that I was born. That's why I said when Jesus was born, that was a great day. But his death and resurrection are the best. When I accepted Jesus Christ as my savior, it changed my eternity. My birth, my physical birth just changed my presence. But my salvation changed eternity. The final date uh, to remember is one that has not come. Guys, I can't even tell you when it's going to be. Uh, only God knows when that time is going to be. All I know is that there is a day coming when Jesus will return for all of those who have placed their faith in him. Why do I know that? Because Jesus said so. He is going to return for us. The Bible says, and the dead in Christ will rise first, and then those who are alive will rise up to meet him in the sky. 
Jesus isn't coming back to stay. He's coming back to get those who are his. And so that is a day that I will always remember. Even though it hasn't come, I know it's coming. Guys, I can't even imagine what that day is going to be like. But I sure am glad to know that I will be part of it. The final one is one that not everyone will be a part of, guys. And we need to remember that. And, and so there's one more day that we need to remember. And this is one that everyone will be a part of. And guys, that is the day that we will stand before the judgment seat of God. Now, I don't mean to be like all gloom and doom here, but we need to remember, right? If we don't remember the things from our past, we're going to fail again and again and again if we don't remember those things. With this, we need to understand what is coming. And what is coming is the return of Jesus, where those who have trusted in him will go to be with him. But there is also coming a day where we will stand before God and he will judge us for what we have done. And there are only two options in this judgment, guys. Eternal life in heaven or eternal life in hell. I shouldn't have to try to convince you which is a better eternity of those two. Now, there are some of you that think, oh, we really don't believe what you're saying. The sad thing is, is that the consequence will be eternity in hell. Guys, every person will stand before God and have to give an answer for their lives. And here is what I know. I am a sinner. I do not deserve eternal life. I do not deserve God's gift of Jesus Christ. I don't deserve that. But God sent his only son to pay my penalty. I didn't ask him to do that. He did it because he knew I needed it. And he offered me eternal life as a free gift. If I would confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead. And that's what I did. So on that day, when I stand before God, the sacrifice Jesus made for me will be more than enough. I'm going to do something that I do not often do on this podcast. I want to take some time to pray as we remember the sacrifices that have been made for our freedom whether it is freedom as a country or eternal freedom through Jesus Christ. I just want to tell you that if you are listening to this, this podcast and you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, then today, as is every day, a day to remember the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. It is a day to celebrate that sacrifice, knowing that it offered you eternal life. But if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you need to remember that there is a day coming where you will stand before God. And you can basically put the question like this. Why should I let you into my heaven? Guys, I know my answer, and my answer is this. You shouldn't. I am not worthy of heaven. I am not worthy of your presence. But here's what I know, God. 
You loved me. You sent your son. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave so that I could have eternal life and I receive it and I believe it. Because of that blood of Jesus that was shed for me, he will welcome me into eternity in heaven. And my desire is that all would receive that gift. Right? God sent Jesus so that all would believe. Unfortunately, not all believed. So guys, I want to pray and I want to thank God for our country, for those that gave their lives on 9-11-2001 and those who have continued to sacrifice for our country. Father, God, I come before you and I thank you. We don't understand why the events of 9-11 took place, why such evil exists in this world we live in, that people would take so many lives through this act of terror. But God, I want to thank you that you are a loving God, that you provide for us even in the midst of such tragedy. I want to thank you for the men and women who gave their lives helping other people, who put other people's needs above their own, who ran to the battle rather than from the battle. And Lord, even moving forward from 9-11, I thank you for those who have served our country, even to the point of giving their very life. I want to thank you for those who returned, but yet left a piece of themselves on the battlefield. And I thank you for their sacrifice. And I pray that they would find wholeness in you. And Lord, I thank you that you allow us to remember those moments through events in our lives. And God, that there are events. I mean, 9-11 was a great event. It was a big event. It was a massive event. But there is nothing bigger than the fact that, that God, you sent your son to die, to be buried, to be raised from the dead so that we could have eternal life. God, I thank you for that, and I praise you for that. And I pray that if there are those watching this episode, that they would know that you love them and that all they need to do is confess with their mouth that you are Lord, that they have given you authority in their life and that they would believe that God, you raised Jesus from the dead. And the Bible says, if they believe that, they will be saved. And then I love that it says them and their household. Because I do believe, Lord, that salvation has a trickle-down effect. That when we love Jesus, when we give our lives to Jesus, our family sees that. And it has an impact in their lives. God, on this 9-11, 22 years after the events of that day, we thank you for your love. 
And we pray, Lord, that our country would turn to you and know that you are the way, that you are the truth, and that you are the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through Jesus Christ. And we give you the praise today in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, I want to thank you for being with us for this episode of the Time to Man Up podcast. And again, a special thanks to all of those who serve our country and for the freedom that we have. Men, it's time. It's time to man up.